Hey everybody, this is Tom Goss, host of Leaving the Tribe. Uh, today's episode with Evan Cassidy, uh, talking about a variety of things, including uh, growing up Catholic and steering away from that. Follow him at Fokyeah, that's F-O-C-K, yeah, nation. He explains it a little bit more throughout the episode, uh, but follow him on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at GossGoss6 and uh, the podcast at Leaving the Tribe Pod on all social media um special announcement we'll be plugging this a lot i have a album recording happening in chicago august 17th 7 p.m at north bar and uh if you live in the vicinity please come out it's gonna be a great show uh keith carey uh former guest of the podcast will be there connor mcspadding and kyle clark from this is rad uh are all gonna be there as well it's going to be a really fun show, um, and it's going to be a, a taped album that uh, people can buy on iTunes and shit. So if you want to be a little part of that, always, you know, uh, buy your tickets in the uh, in the show notes. Um, what, what else? Uh, yes, yeah, still really enjoyed doing the show. Thank you again for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. It does help the show grow by doing those things. Uh always appreciated but uh i think i think oh yeah and i i forgot to do this a couple episodes in a row uh if you, if you saw the uh, art for this podcast and went oh that's cool looking i want something done uh like that email full 90 design at uh gmail.com they are a uh graphic design company they do really good work so uh please <laughs> check check out uh hit, hit them up if you want some work done um but I'm going to go ahead and get into the episode, today's episode with Evan Cassidy. Uh, thank you very much for listening and enjoy the show. Uh, but it's always, uh, it's always difficult with bookers. They're always... They're all, I mean, so are comedians, but yeah. I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's also just pressure booking. I mean, you know, you, you book shit. It's yeah. Fucking, yeah. It's, yeah. It's tricky, but, uh, I think there's kind of a hero's journey sort of, <laughs> of the ego that they go through that comics go through. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that uh, definitely happens. Dude. I remember there was, there was a phase. It was early. It was like two years in where I just thought I was the shit and I was a fucking <laughs> asshole. I remember, I remember, I'm sure Trevor's told you this, is I was hammered one time at Anchor Bar, and Trevor, <laughs> Trevor kept talking, trying to talk to me, and this is, this is at the peak of the Tom Goss memes. <laughs> this is, hey, I have a meme account about me, yeah, all right, man, so yeah, exactly, back up. Exactly, <laughs> and uh, uh, Trevor keeps trying to butt in, and I finally go, man, I should even know you. And I, and I think about it now, and I'm like, what a fucking asshat thing to say. What an I have no right to say that to anybody. Yeah, but yeah, Evan Cassidy, man, thank you for yeah, uh, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, thanks for calling the show, Goss dude. man. Yeah, doing yeah. it. You were one of the people I I told you about this podcast that I was gonna start trying this before I even started releasing the episodes. Yeah, and you were immediately like, 
that I'd love to do it. And oh, I'm sorry it took so long to actually get you oh, no, on the show. Yeah, no, no worries. I, I think more than anything, I just wanted to hear it. I, I just thought, oh, that's a, it's a good idea. Oh, yeah, you thanks, know? man. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been it's been, you know what's great is it's 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 helped it's it's helped me like listening good. to other people's people's stories. I I, I struggle with uh, like objective statements if that makes sense. Like just kind of. Uh, because whenever someone makes a statement, it's coming from somewhere from a personal place. Yeah. And then, but we never talk about where that's coming from. It's always hmm. is like vague, vague, you know, a lot of the times it's vague ideas. And it's always interesting hearing, you know, about people's, um, their own personal, I don't know. Yeah. I learned, their I learned, subjective experiences. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah you know, their personal experiences and their, you know, but, um, you were, you were raised, uh, you were also before before <laughs> you're also just one of my oldest friends. Yeah, in, man. In stand up. Absolutely, dude. dude. Yeah, dude. man. It's uh it's good to it's, it's good to have you uh it's good to have you on the podcast. Definitely. A lot of a lot of early memories I was you of yeah. getting getting drunk in Fresno and crying <laughs> about exes and <laughs> Oh yeah. A lot of good Fresno trips. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of trips. lot of runs all around. San yes. Diego San Diego. San Diego's yeah, IE yeah, I was inside probably a few Stellas, a few Stellas too deep as you were, yeah. as you were big timing Jacob Trimmer with yeah. your, uh, <laughs> oh, with you your meme, <laughs> with your meme account that's, with forty five followers. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of my favorite things about you is you get drunk, you start doing cartwheels and like, uh, <laughs> like you're not doing flips, but it feels yeah. like you're doing flips because of how dangerous it is. You got how drunk you. You got sad drunks, happy drunks. I'm a gymnastic drunk. Yeah, you, you are. Know? I'm an acrobatic <laughs> drunk. <laughs> Yeah, I get. I have a lot of fun. I, I get. In, well, I get in what I call the fuck yeah state of mind right. when I'm when I'm drinking. I'm definitely, but it can be a little too much. I, I've I've tried to cut back a little bit. Yeah, recently yeah, th- we're talking yeah. about the old old us. Yeah, here. yeah. Old, the old school, like you know, 2016 guys. Right. You know, yeah. 20, 2015, yeah. 2014. Yeah, but um, you were raised. Uh, you were raised Catholic, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what um, what what was your first memory uh like involving Catholicism? Man, there's a good one that I just remember going to church every Sunday or Saturday. My there's it's strange because like Catholicism is really rigid about some things, but then there's kind of a lot of like you can go on Saturday, it's okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can leave forty, you can leave at forty five minutes. You don't have to stay for the for the closing bit you know <laughs> so I, I just remember going every week sitting in the pews but one memory i have when i was like maybe three or four i, I had to have been less than five years old um i was at this church in tustin this catholic church uh-huh. and it's got this kind of stained glass window and i mean i i to this day still really appreciate that architecture you know the right. kind of stained uh, glass and that's one thing about catholic yeah. churches is they're they are beautiful yeah and uh I remember the, the, there was like a someone was singing and I was like five, so I couldn't see them. And they kind of had like a ho, 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 like right. kind of booming, like baritone voice. And I remember asking my mom, Mom, is that God singing? <laughs> and I, I remember her, I think my aunt was there and they, they kind of laughed like, no, that's not God. That's, <laughs> that's a guy. You can't see him. He's over there. But I remember just kind of being mesmerized. Yeah, they, they definitely set a tone uh-huh. that that feels sort of separate from the rest of the world and and so kind of 
feeling that like, okay, there's this sort of holy, you have holy water, you know, dipping my hand. There's a lot of rituals like dipping your hand and putting your finger in the holy water. You make the sign of the cross. Yeah, yeah. Kind of separating the holy from the, uh, I guess, uh, not so holy. The secular. Yeah, yeah. the secular. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was your first memory. And that you know, you're talking about like uh, that it, that it does feel separate from yeah the rest of the world and stuff like that. And yeah. When you were younger, did you enjoy that feeling or was it? You know, there's something almost like emo about it. <laughs> <laughs> Catholicism is kind of one of the more yeah. emo, especially yeah. uh, for like Christian religions. It is one of the more emo yeah. uh, well, ones they, out there. They call it Gothic architecture for a lot of the cathedrals right. in, in Europe, and um, because of the kind of you know German Goths. But but it, it does look like Gothic as we think of in in terms of like music or, or yeah. fashion, yeah. like there. You know, if if you've ever seen, you know, Notre Dame, which unfortunately <laughs> nearly burnt down recently, like it's got all these just gargoyles all over the building, like very yeah. detailed, like kind of dark, twisted things. And it's, yeah. th- there's a lot of meaning behind it, though, where it's like meant to sort of keep you grounded, make you, you know, remember the, I guess, all those forces that are within you and and within the world. And um, but yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of a somber religion you know it's very i'd say it's one of the more somber I yeah i've been to europe have you have you seen the notre dame yeah yeah oh yeah it's really? beautiful yeah yeah really yeah it's really tragic the it burning down yeah. and everything but um yeah i also saw um the chart cathedral um which in in france and yeah there's a lot of beautiful cathedrals like that i remember my it's funny because my dad my mom my family's all you know irish catholic but right my dad didn't practice. He he was essentially kind of agnostic. And uh-huh. my mom was practicing, but I remember actually going to my grandmother's funeral, which was at a cat, that same Catholic church where I saw, I thought I heard God yeah. singing. <laughs> I remember my dad, like it was his first time at a church in probably at 30 years or something. And I remember he was just like, God, like this, this architecture is just, it looks so new. He's like, I mean, <laughs> You know, I remember going to the cathedral in Cincinnati, and I mean that was impressive. Like this, like who would who would buy into this? Like this isn't this isn't impressive at all. You know? Be, yeah, it, it was just, it, it was just because it was a more modern. Yeah, it was a much more modern, more, more recently built. Yeah, yeah. church. It, it, is, it is interesting. I would say, and tell me, tell me if you think I'm wrong here. I'd say out of all of the uh, major Christian religions, Catholicism is probably the it, it's the one that's probably least adapted to the modern or like they've stayed true out of the popular ones at least yeah they've kind of stayed true to the traditions and the looks yeah tra- the, traditions that are thousands of years old yeah. you know which is definitely something that i guess it's it it's nice having that connection you know when you're right. when so, practicing that you know you're uh-huh. connected to something i mean and, and well then there's the argument which i've kind of read about over the years about um you know who there's the Catholic church and then there's the Orthodox Christian church. And they, uh-huh. they both apparently both like Catholic kind of means original and Orthodox means like we were the first or <laughs> yeah. like they both kind of mean a similar thing. And, um, though I'm, I'm probably wrong about that entomology. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Story. I mean, good but, news. I'm not going to be the one to fact check yeah, you on that. Yeah. Uh, but, but they both kind of ha- stake this claim to like, uh, yeah, 2000 years of, uh, continuous church right to be the kind of original take me to church yeah Yeah. (laughs) but it's it's interesting yeah it's stuff that i i have yeah i mean i've 
had a different view of it over the years. My my thoughts and feelings about it have kind of yeah, evolved I'm, over the years. I'm sure it's a, uh, uh, adapted, especially because you you at a young age. I mean, you sounds like your first memory of it was good. You were, yeah, at least uh, intriguing. Yeah, I'd say just kind of being in awe of it. You yeah. know, I mean, it, and and sort of just you're a kid. I mean, I remember I was always kind of like a an inquisitive kind of kid, just asking a lot of questions. You know, like, well, what's why is this this way? Right. Why is that that way? And um, it it provides a lot of answers that seem to make kind of make sense. Right. You know, when you're you know growing up as a kid, and yeah, it definitely makes more sense than no answer. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's yes, yeah, it has something. You know, it's yeah. some some kind of moral foundation and. Like I, I, I don't exactly remember asking this, but my mom tells me of like when I was around the same age, like four or five, and I think we were in Desert Storm, the the war. Right. M- not me and my mom. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be a twist. Yeah, the first recruited for I'd, the. I, I'd, I'd have something to compete with uh, with Real Rich if that were. <laughs> <laughs> I was self conscious about coming on after Real Rich. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is. Uh, shout like, outs to shout outs to oh, Double R, Real Rich. Lo- love, love, Real Rich. I, I mean, don't know how to compete with that that story arc. It's. A, I mean, we're talking about a different thing. Yeah, though. yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's you know, it's completely different. I mean, some people, some people, I've I've had both people tell me, uh, you know, that they're really interested in the very kind of like crazy, unique stories. There are also people who listen to this who are interested in like religious ones specifically like yeah people have different yeah i've had mixed reviews on what people what people seem to enjoy the most on these episodes yeah so i don't think you have to worry about <laughs> fo- like yeah following ritual anybody. appreciate the shout out i think yeah, yeah it, no, was, I, it was yeah it was a pretty dark episode definitely definitely check it out if you haven't yeah you know please I mean? do yeah. please do but uh yeah i uh i was um yeah it's uh definitely uh yeah definitely have a different view of it now but i I remember um yeah my mom told me like when i was around five just desert storm was happening and i think on the news they were talking about uh, saddam hussein right and i think maybe my mom had made some comment like fresh like oh we should get that guy or whatever and i was like she was just driving down the highway and out of nowhere i was like mom does god love everybody and she was like uh yes She, she was she was always really good about like if I if she said something was wrong, mm-hmm. I, I would say, I would always say, uh, why? Why right, is it wrong? Right. And she was always really good about trying to provide the best answer possible, which I don't, I don't think a lot of parents. No, I think a lot of parents skip over. Yeah, that. it's like listen to me because yeah. I'm your mom. Your shut up, mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was like, does God love everybody? She's like, yes, Evan. yes, God loves everybody, of course. And so I was like, well, does God love Saddam Hussein? Then. <laughs> She's what like, she uh, y- yes, God loves everybody, even Saddam Hussein. And so I was like, does God want us to kill Saddam Hussein then? Because <laughs> I think she had maybe made some kind of comment like we should. Yeah, I don't know why we don't just go in there. And yeah. Kill. And she kind of was like, oh, wow, that's a pretty, it's <laughs> a pretty deep, gritty uh, moral question there. I, th- I think she was like, well, no, I don't think that would be what God wants. Uh so I, I mean, I was um, you know, I was an anti-interventionist, is what I'm trying yeah, to say. At, at, yeah. at age five, I was a very staunch uh, libertarian anti-interventionist, <laughs> right. um, against you know criticizing American uh, interventionism. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I think I was always kind of like, I just you know, I I just had those thoughts kind of running through my head. Right. I, I would just ask. You were a questioning question, child. I was always kind of questioning stuff, but and I think you know, as a kid though the sort of moral foundation that was laid out 
seemed to make sense. It seemed, yeah, this is right, this is wrong, this is good, this is bad, this is evil, this this isn't. Do you remember, you know, like the uh, out of the moral foundation, like specific things where you go, oh, that really makes sense, or just oh, as an overall, it's like not killing people, I guess. Sure, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not murdering people. Yeah, (laughs) you know, uh, and yeah, I um. I think, you know, not stealing, not murdering, but it's kind of the Ten Commandments, I guess. Right, Don't, right. I wasn't out there trying to covet my neighbor's wife or anything, yeah. but it, it, you know, makes sense. I mean, that, sense. Would be a, that would be a pretty, pretty, uh, Mr. pretty Co- baller move for a child to start. <laughs> I don't know if baller's the right yeah. word, but yeah. yeah, yeah. They call me Mr. Covet Thy Neighbor's Wife. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, it, it seemed, you know, and, and then it was funny because my mom would kind of, was big on like not cussing so she would get, she, but she would dance around it a little bit like sure. doggone it you know it, h-e double toothpicks uh yeah. <laughs> you know uh instead of saying god damn it she'd say gd uh right. doggone it um and uh so yeah it was, it was uh fun. and so yeah i mean i remember i think up until i was like maybe 11 or 12 i i didn't cuss really, you know. Uh-huh. Was pretty strict about it, and, and now your slogan, you're you're literally wearing, <laughs> wearing a, a hat, hat right now that says "fuck yeah, fuck yeah nation." Although to 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 your to your younger self's credit, it is "fuck" is spelled right? with an O and yeah, not a U. It's so kind of technically the similar uh, linguistic ingenuity the, that the, my the, mother yeah. Uh, uh, employed. Yeah, I actually I had a conversation with her actually about. I'm like, mom, do you think? You think fuck is a bad word? It's like, well, I think it's sort of adjacent to bad word because it it does have a positive slant saying fuck yeah, positivity, but it it is a uh, a different pronunciation of of the word fuck. So right. it's kind of still a bad word, but um yeah, fuck yeah nation is kind of that's my tribe now. Yeah, that's yeah. my that's <laughs> that's the tribe we'll arrive to in right, this, in this right. journey, but um yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, you're 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 you say you're about eleven or twelve at this point, and you know yeah. uh, you're still believing in all of it. Yeah, at this I point. I kind of I guess I sort of felt some level of connection to like a deep connection to it, and you know you go to church, you go to confession, you pray mm-hmm. and such, and a lot of it does feel a little ritualist ritualistic, and and you kind of yeah. go you're kind of just going through the motions for a lot of it. You know these you have these like ancient prayers that were written in latin that were right. only only translated into english and and spoken pretty recently actually yeah, yeah. i actually i have a i have a question about confession because i've i've never i've never you know i've never had a confession yeah and i've really only know what it is about because of movies like the boondock saints yeah uh, and I don't know what what that experience is. It's usually, actually. A, a little less dramatic, but I'd assume. But yeah, a little less cinematic. Yeah, I mean, what what uh, uh, but but it's always intriguing to me. Yeah, because in in a in a weird in a weird way, like I've thought about it, and, and tell me tell me if I'm wrong. because yeah, yeah. I, I don't know firsthand experience. It seems almost like the original version of therapy. <laughs> <laughs> where you kind yeah, of are getting these things off your yeah, chest. Yeah, didn't really being, think about that, but is that similar to? I mean, I don't know I if think, you've been through I therapy th- or not, but uh, yeah, at some point I, I I went for a little. I was a, I was a psychology major in college right, actually, right. and I was kind of interested in um, going down that route, career route, yeah. maybe. Um, 
but yeah, I think there is, there's definitely something therapeutic about it. I think for a lot of people and, um, I get, there's something, there's like a release in it, I think, where you kind of, you, you confess your sins, yeah. I guess, and then you're kind of given a penance, like, okay, you have to say, it's usually like, oh, you say, say 10 Hail Marys, say three Our Fathers. <laughs> right. And then I think, you know, something to the extent of, oh, maybe think, maybe try to do something good for, uh, you know, the homeless <laughs> or something. Right, right. But, I mean, I was a kid, and so it was like, you know, Something of the oh, I argued with my sister, or you know, I, I you know, got in an argument. Uh, you know, I talked back to my dad, or something like that. Or yeah. it was, it was very uh, trivial stuff. Very right. Um, I was child stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but and, and that was kind of the thing. Was like uh, my sister and I kind of yeah. We I don't know. We were kind of like for the most part, like pretty good kids. Like we weren't, I mean, you know, growing up in the suburbs, I mean, we weren't, we weren't really getting into too much trouble uh-huh. at, at, at least at that age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it, there is something kind of, I mean, for me, I think as a kid, it was kind of just weird. Uh, you know, I, I, uh-huh. I guess you, you feel it's nice getting, Oh, I went to confession. I'm, I'm, you know, I got no sin debt, you know, right. I don't owe the, uh, bank of sin America <laughs> any, any debt, but, I think you, you you definitely get into kind of an upset like an OCD kind of state of mind with yeah. that where it's like oh I need to just performing these rituals that you know right. cleanse you of certain impurities and stuff it it sort of seems um, yeah I, I think it definitely gets you like thinking in a very compulsive way yeah I mean the the people talk about uh, the concept of uh, Catholic guilt yeah uh, and kind of because all these things are 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 uh, they seem to be and once again if i'm saying anything false let me know but it, yeah, it yeah. seems to be that uh that the the natural sin and the the flaws of hum- humanity are kind of put onto you yeah very early in in the catholic church and really the only way to you know as you yeah. said cleanse it is through the church at the same time yeah and that's is that something you experience? I mean, is that kind of what you're talking about with the OCD kind? Yeah, of? yeah. I think I think you're especially like people have different types of inner monologue. I feel like sure, you know? and, absolutely. And so depending on just how you're wired, I think there's some of us who are wired a little more to just like all that guilt is a little louder, and and yeah. just those compulsions and those thoughts are a little more racing, right? And so I think that was definitely something from a very, like, you didn't have to tell me to do, to not do something more than once, you, you know, and sure. I, I kind of got it and I was like, oh my, you know, and then you start feeling bad that you did it. And then it's like, <laughs> you, it's just a spiral, a shame spiral, yeah. you know? And so I think that was definitely something that, uh, I struggle. And then, yeah, even after, um, you know, ceasing going to church, mm-hmm. you know, it was something that still, it's like, I just can't shake off. Like I always, you know, still kind of have that complex yeah though i think there's arguably it's like if you can manage it it's like it's kind of it can kind of motivate you to be a better person to kind of live up to something as well i i i struggle you know yeah uh, with guilt not not catholic but i deal a lot with the ocd spiraling thoughts guilt yeah kind of uh windmill yeah that's kind of always going and i do think i do think i would have done uh, uh, there are points in my life I would have done much shittier things. 
Yeah. Had it not been for that and things, yeah. you know, that I don't think, you know. But at the same time, I didn't do those things and I still feel bad about <laughs> yeah. it. So I don't know where the winning is. Yeah. Yeah. You know. well, well, then I, I think, too, there does become a level of uh, cruelty. It reaches a level of cruelty towards yourself. I, you know, absolutely. You're, you're, you're kind of just punishing yourself. Right. Kind of which you can find sometimes in depression, I think, where it's like aggression that's kind of just like. In pointed the, the yeah. aggression gun is pointed towards yourself you know and a hundred percent and um so yeah i mean getting getting a little older i kind of uh started to question it a little bit you right. know and kind of yeah especially also around puberty i think just like you know you're changing you you, mm-hmm. you know your hormones you you know you're getting you're growing up and so it it, it yeah. kind of yeah you're getting you're getting a little more rebellious too and so i think i kind of that kicked in definitely was uh was puberty the, around the first time you started to kind of uh i mean it sounds like you were was questioning at, it the yeah. whole time but kind of well, wonder I, yeah i think i kind of bought into it but but um you know i think really kind of i guess getting a little older and just kind of starting to define yourself a little more uh-huh and getting into punk rock stuff like that <laughs> right. kind of just seeing that oh man like there's this other way of thinking uh-huh. and it's it's pretty cool it's pretty badass you yeah. know? <laughs> like it's like okay I, and it just kind of something about there, there's something kind of almost primal in catholicism where it's just these it's these traditions that are thousands of years old but right. then like punk rock too has this kind of almost tribal element Absolutely. to it that's almost like man this feels like a like a million year old tradition just running in circles and bumping into each other and yeah screaming and uh and so that kind of getting into that and you're listening to different bands bad religion things (laughs) things that are actively anti uh, anti god and it's provocative but and then but then you're listening to the lyrics you're like oh man these guys like oh like bad religion especially bad religion kind of made me question religion a little bit actually really? yeah well because the singer uh it, i mean he's got, i think he's got a master's degree in uh-huh. science or something he's like a hardcore like i'm you know atheist science scientist uh <laughs> biological uh master's degree and yeah like hearing his lyrics and stuff he's just like so intelligent and yeah, yeah he, i mean he would kind of i think especially being like 13 years old like you're kind of impressed by like oh wow this guy's using big words <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. th- th- he, there's definitely a lot of like bad religion lyrics that are kind of pseudo intellectual a little bit where he's like i will string along the most uh, the biggest words i can to <laughs> make it sound <laughs> do you remember any of the lyrics that kind of got that oh, cycle God. going I yeah mean, I, know uh, I, I remember ago. i remember being like thir- 13 or 14 bad religion the album suffer there's a line. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's there's a song, Delirium of Disorder. Okay, that's the name of the song. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm not familiar with. Band oh yeah, the, yeah I, mean, I, I know they're a band, but I've never really listened I, to their stuff. There's there's a line. There's a line that I remember. I remember being 14 and listening to it and just being like, Oh man, dude, that's crazy. He's like, I am just an atom in an ectoplasmic sea without direction <laughs> or reason to exist. It's just. It's, he's basically talking about. Um, He's talking about materialism, scientific right. materialism, basically saying that like the world is just matter, right. which is you know the philosophy. But hey, hey baby, I, I <laughs> <laughs> we're all just 
There we go. We're all just carving and bullshit Tom, yeah, on yeah, Tom's yeah. guns right there. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I, yeah. I Shout mean, out to the Bad Religion Suffer album. Though. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. No, it's, uh, yeah. No, he, he said it more eloquently for sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah, that, that whole album's pretty crazy. And hearing that stuff, you know, when you're 14. I was still kind of going to church at the time, but then um, I kind of started, just kind of started to question it, you know. and um, mm. which Do you remember which parts? I think just the whole thing, just like, you know, and almost and, as a tradition. Well, I, I think just knowing like knowing that it's like things like sexuality, things like, you know, just growing up. It's like, is it wrong to have sex before marriage? Right. Things like that. Like, it's like you're going to really you're going <laughs> to like wait till marriage. And, you know, just these strict strict kind of traditions, you know, and, and uh-huh. rules and regulations. It's like. Well, if we were, I guess I kind of had the thought, like if we were programmed to not be able to really follow these rules, I mean, there's ar- arguments that like, you know, I mean, if you're completely abstinent and, you know, not even, I mean, masturbating is a sin, is considered a sin. And right. so it's like, right. if you're not doing that, I mean, is that healthy, like biologically <laughs> to not do that? Like, right. you know, and so I think, think like I kind of had that thought, like it was almost very logic driven, like, well, logically, if we were programmed to not be able to hold up like follow these rules at all like Mm -hmm. why would why would a higher power program you to not be able to follow the set of guidelines that he then set up for you right and um and i think just being also 14 and being kind of rebellious it was just like sure man i don't know about this yeah, no, I mean, being being that age will make anybody at least a little bit rebellious. Yeah, at and least it, for their own standards. And my my dad also too was essentially kind of agnostic, and right. So I I remember one day just kind of telling my mom like I don't want to go to church, and uh-huh. and she was definitely disappointed, which right. the Catholic guilt kicked right, in. Right, right. But then my dad was like, well, he doesn't have to. <laughs> that that was his entire intervention. He doesn't have to go. And yeah, that was. That was it. That was all you needed. That to was say. really it. Yeah. But I, I do think if I if if my dad had been like a strict pra- strictly practicing, it may have been a different situation for me. Yeah. Do you, you know? think? Do you think? Because you're 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 not Catholic today. Uh no no. I mean, yeah. I mean it, it sounds and we'll get more into that. It sounds like you still have some of the principles that you were taught, but you're not. You're yeah, not, I think I ha- I think a lot of the foundation, the kind of moral foundation, still defines some element of who I am. But I'm definitely not. I'm not Catholic. I'm not practicing. Yeah. Um, but I, I have a different view of it. I, I, I've for, I think once I stopped going, um, I just started reading a lot. I started reading a lot of different books and kind of, it was kind of, it was liberating too, just to kind of ask myself like, well, if this is wrong, what is, what is right? Right. <laughs> right. Kind of going Coming on Coming to your own conclusion. Yeah. Kind of going on a, a lifetime journey to try to figure that out. And yeah, you know, coming to, yeah coming to different conclusions along the way but absolutely uh what what one thing and i want to dive more yeah, into yeah. that absolutely but I, i'm just out of out of curiosity because one of the themes is tribalism and you know Catholicism yeah. is a tribe and your mom brought you into it and your yeah. dad gave you the out to get out of it if your dad you know you mentioned if you're, you're it would be be a different story if your dad was also a, a yeah. catholic do you still think you would have ended up leaving the church I don't know. I, I think that's a that's a tough question. You know, I mean, I, it's yeah. If you're raised in a household where there, where, I think it's kind of easier to maybe manipulate 
your parents if they don't agree on right that or not not that i was being manipulative but i think it's easier to get your way i mean i think there's i'm sure there's kids that if they're not being forced to go to whatever house of worship they're going to they're maybe at least feeling extreme social pressure right familial pressure and yeah there just wasn't that pressure valve the same way so i i think my upbringing would have been a lot different for sure you know, oh. and, and so though, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I also just maybe would have never questioned it. Who knows? I, I might've just, sure. yeah, seeing kind of seeing the, uh, regularity, uh, uh, the agreement, it might just been one right. less, one less reason to question it. Who we're, knows? We're, Cause you have a, you have one or two siblings. I have one sibling. You have one sibling. Yeah, was, sister. She, was she practicing too or did yeah. she? Yeah. Yeah, she was. Uh-huh. So you were yeah. the first kid to kind of. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and did she, she follow she, suit or does she still practice? She now? she doesn't practice anymore. No, yeah. she gave me a hard time at first. Sure. For it. Yeah, and then a couple of years later, she—I mean, she was kind of defining defining herself in different ways, uh, right? And eventually, kind of followed suit and stuff. But I think she kept going to church till she was about twenty-four. I, I stopped going when I was fifteen, but yeah. I think she kept going till she's two years older than me. So she went right. for like another. Eight, eight or nine years, I think. I could be, I could be wrong about right, that. We, right, right. her and I didn't get along at different points in time, as many siblings do not. Yeah, especially in the teens. No, no one gets. I don't think anyone gets along with their siblings in the in the in the teen yeah, years. But it is, it is, it is always interesting to me to to, to you know, uh, to think. To, I, I always think about that a lot. Is how many people stay in a thing because they don't have. You, your dad was kind of, he kind of gave you an out. And I, you think about, you know, because I do think there are religious people who are genuinely believe it and they're genuinely there. Yeah. They're genuinely experiencing the things that they're saying that they are. And I think some people are just there because that's where their friends and family are and they yeah. have nothing with, with without it. And so they kind yeah. of, they either kind of keep the mouth shut or they kind of fake it through. And it's always interesting to me to, yeah. to think about those those people you know totally um yeah and my for me it was kind of it was liberating but also kind of hard because i needed an answer i was like right what well okay if if there i didn't really question whether or not there was a god it almost seemed crazy to question that up until i was maybe 13 14 yeah and once i did it was like okay well if there isn't a god then what is there? What's out there? What's right. in the world? And so I kind of, you know, I I was fortunate. I had a few English teachers who'd let me do book reports on <laughs> some, you know, gritty uh, scientific uh, books and stuff to kind of uh-huh. you know, some Nietzsche as well. And right, right. Th- that were cool with that and letting me kind of delve into all that. And so... I mean that, which was kind of exciting a little bit. Kind of just find, oh man, what? Oh, the, here's what this philosopher thinks. Here's what that philosopher thinks. Yeah. So I read this book. It's like ancient Roman text called "On the Nature of Things," De, mm-hmm. De Rerum Natura, and it was supposed to. I I was like googling. Actually, I God, I didn't even think about this for a while. But I, the real, the big thing that kind of made me question. Catholicism was I actually found this website. <laughs> I think it's still around. It's called the Pagan Origins of the Christ Myth. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've never and, heard of it. 
Yeah, it's like it was this old website. It's on some type of like GeoCities type right. format, but um, it basically talked about how there had been the the story of Christ. There were different myths in different civilizations, Egyptian, Mesopotamian, that had analogies to the Christian myth of um, or story of you know a, a son being born to a virgin mother. Right. Um, that this was kind of like an ar- archetypal story in a lot of different, re- like, you know, pagan traditions. Yeah. And so reading stuff like that, kind of just being exposed to those ideas kind of blew my mind. And yeah, this one one thinker that I think they had cited was that that guy Lucretius, this Roman. <laughs> he, was a, he was a materialist, so he believed that the world was just matter. There was no, there was no divine, and uh-huh. divine and secular. It was just all matter and objects. So I, I remember I did a book report, I think, in like 10th grade on that. I read Based that. This, yeah. yeah, this very kind of dry ancient text. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, it kind of helped me sort of go down like uh, different rabbit holes a little right, bit. Right, you know? But the, the, the knowledge that it was some of the, uh, uh, I don't know what to call it, folklore uh, might have been lifted. Kind yeah, of. yeah, sort of uh, from all these different kind of competing tribes and, you yeah. know, and, and sex and groups and that were fighting each other and kind right. of trying to dominate each other. And so that really kind of blew my mind. And, yeah, there's there's a lot of literature on that, you yeah. know. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and um, so... You never really after after you kind of stopped going. There was no. It doesn't sound like there was any point you you looked back. It seemed like the more you read, the more you understood, the less you. Yeah, a, a little bit, but but I always kind of I think the question of right and wrong was something that is hard to grapple with because I, I would you especially, know especially if you're looking at from a logical scientific yeah, place that's yeah. where science can fail is it's more yeah. complicated than yeah um, and you know a lot of these like kind of yeah materialist uh, kind of atheist um, some borderline like nihilistic philosophers right didn't really it there's di- I guess different arguments like well we're all just made up of instincts or you know, uh, the Ayn Rand philosophy, everybody should just be selfish and yep. y- you should, <laughs> you should just be selfish and, and things will be good if you're, yeah. t- if you're just selfish, you know, it's like, yeah. well, what if, uh, me being selfish involves some pretty twisted stuff, yeah. you know, and hurting other people. Yeah. And so I think that was something that was always really hard to grapple with because I think religious religions do provide you with an objective morality, Yeah, you know, and there's sort of, I guess, a lot of the college classes I took, there was a big, like I remember taking um, taking anthropology classes and stuff and learning, you know, you learn about like in Papua New Guinea, there's these tribes that like perform, you know, borderline abusive, you know, yeah. rites of passage right, to, right. to children. And you're, it's like, well, you know, we, we need to, uh, we need cultural relativism. We need to look at this. This is a different culture and we cannot use... I mean, you know, we have we we have our rules and traditions and values. We cannot apply those towards those cultures. Those, right. you know, them. It, you kind of have this gray area when you don't have like an objective moral philosophy. And um, I you know, one thinker that I kind of appealed to me, uh, 
was this student of Freud's, this guy Wilhelm Reich, who was he was he was yeah. big on like life energy. You know, there's there's like this kind of almost kind of borrowing or um, parallel to like Eastern philosophy. Like there's chi, there's life energy, right, there's right. And so it was kind of almost an analogy for right and wrong and good and evil that uh-huh. made kind of made sense to me in like a holistic kind of new age. What you know, uh, like there's this cos- karmatic. Yeah, there's this there is this cosmic positive energy and then there's this sort of you know fuck yeah energy and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, for a long time that was kind of like okay you know like and kind of being aware of which i think there is maybe some truth to that you know and it, it, it's all i mean the one thing you do if you do look at all the religions of the, of the world there are a lot of parallels you know yeah. that eastern and western philosophy and religion you know but for for a long time, that was kind of like okay, you know, may, yeah. There's definitely seems like there, it seems like there is like a palpable, light, like positive energy, and then like a destructive energy, right? You know, in the world, no, and you can yeah. tap into both of them, and it's you got to be careful, right? You know, when when you say, no, I I mean this is this is this is once again it's maybe a weird question to answer, yeah, but, yeah. You know, you're talking about these different energies um and i mean do you think do you think what exactly do you do because i know what you're talking about yeah but if i like if i was explaining this to you and you didn't know what i was talking (laughs) about i'd have no fucking clue how to explain it yeah if you were to i mean i I know this is a difficult thing to do but if you were to try to explain that to someone had no idea what you were talking about yeah well well, i got really into uh wilhelm reich's theories and he he had this art he uh he his he called it organ energy and it was supposed to be like this kind of positive uh energy and he supposedly i mean there's like a lot of conspiracy theories about this guy Uh (laughs) there's a lot of rabbit holes Uh, he, he comes up on if you're going down a few youtube search engines of different conspiracies i think some of Uh his ideas will come up a little bit but some of them made sense to me at the time uh, in terms of uh yeah there's just kind of organ positive energy that um i guess uh maybe would put you in a more relaxed focused state and then there's maybe Mm -hmm. kind of a negative energy that puts you in a more anxious state maybe a more restrict i guess the analogy i think he used and some uses like expansive like you're kind of opening up to the world you're kind of open versus closed off and kind of defensive yeah you know in a defensive stance like ready for an attack ready ready to attack maybe and um uh and so um yeah he he had a lot of studies on that and there's a lot of far out rabbit holes you can go down if you read his books Uh (laughs) if if you care to um, he was a student of Freud's, and so right. I think I think he was like arguing that like a lot of psychosis was due to a disturbance in that energy, you know. And he he said you could sort of see it in the in the postures, the posture of people, like the, you know, the, the kind of you see a see guy like hunt people. You see that? I mean, I, that's yeah. something that I've noticed. It, it, kind of what got me interested in kind of comedy, like acting characters, is like you see like different people's character that, you know, people that are more hunched over and kind of yeah. like a terminally kind of agitated nervous state, you know, yeah. people that kind of like they got their chest out and sort of maybe a kind of arrogant flexing state, right, right. you know, um, these kind of like energetic states sort of manifest themselves physically. That was kind of the argument. And yeah, I, um, he claimed to back it up with scientific research. I, I can't, 
You can't I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't verify no, that. No, I mean that does sound. That does sound. Uh, I haven't replicated the studies, uh, but it, it's a cool. It's cool. It's, it's something f- that makes sense to me. Yeah, it, ma- it made sense to me too. Um, you know, um, but then even even with that, I, I think uh, as I've gotten a little older, you know, I, it's like that doesn't provide a lot of answers because it's like okay, well, there's this good energy, there's this bad energy. All right. <laughs> yeah. Like what's, you know, I think finding purpose and um, uh, it is a little challenging coming from that perspective of just I'm a rational thinking. I'm a rational thinking atheist and logic right. and matter are all that I am concerned with. You know, it, it, yeah. It's, it's no, I mean, you meet you meet people who are, uh, for lack of a better term, devout atheists. Some yeah. Of them, some of them we even call themselves devout atheists, which to me is is. Just uh, it's it's kind of it kind of once again I mean once again that boils down to tribalism again where yeah. a bunch of people are like I don't believe in anything yeah I should meet a bunch of other people and kind of create a group with a bunch yeah. of other people that don't oh yeah well and that's 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 the one thing too is I, I've always kind of um I think apart from my Catholic upbringing I've always kind of felt weird in getting together as a group. Yeah. Do you, you know? think that has something to do with your Catholic upbringing? Maybe. I, I mean, t- other than the like going to church as a Catholic, I mean, that kind of made sense, but it seems like everything else feels a little weird. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, like yeah, a, a group of atheists getting together and talking about science. It's just like... It's weird to me, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just this strange kind of forced thing. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I love getting together with people that I have, like, you know, getting together, playing music, getting together... Yeah. Comedy, doing doing stand up comedy, you know, for the last you know, eight years, it, you know, you, you definitely have fun with that. And, right. Um, I think f- <laughs> for a lot of people, stand up comedy, especially the kind of open mic, the ritualistic circuit of that, kind of serves as a it, it substitute for yeah, yeah, and it serves as a substitute for <laughs> that, yeah, maybe religion, whatever therapy. I, you know, yeah, no, I, I think it, and it's, it's it not a good, does. it's not a good substitute. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not one that will make you happier. I don't well, think, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of people don't realize how, uh, when things go better for and better for you in comedy, the lonelier and lonelier you yeah. really do become, Yeah, you know, uh, well, I mean, I, I, I kind I, of a lone wolf thing a little bit, you know, you're meant it, to be out there traveling around and. Yeah, I mean, even even because you know, uh, uh, the the our little crew from when I started was yeah. uh, me, you, Connor McSpadden, Damian Holmes, Opie, and Ramsey, uh, which a lot of the listeners know. ACC. Uh, most of those people that was kind of like the 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 little crew, you know. Uh, I w- I don't know how often I'd even see the guy I live with if he didn't live with me, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh, you know, I, I see... Paying rent together. I see you, you know, once every couple weeks Yeah, every weeks couple at weeks most. at least, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. you know, one of the guys lives in New York. I don't... I, I don't. I hear for him, from him, you know, like... Yeah. And but, but and there's... I still consider all of you guys my close friends, but yeah. my clo- we're all in different fucking worlds right yeah. now, except for except for me and one other. Friendship knows no boundaries, man. Friendship is, uh, you know. Right, but my point is, is like this is this is. I think people, I think people uh, want this to be 
Some you know, babysitters you, club type hangout thing. Just, yeah, yeah. And it, it is. It is in that beginning phase is good, and I think it helps you. I think it helps you grow to have a crew because because yeah. you know I even before that crew I had another crew before that, and <laughs> I think the only one left that still does comedy is is Andrew Pupa. Shoutouts, man. Love love that guy, but you know it it, it all kind of dissipates, and this is a very lonely alone yeah. kind of thing to pursue in the yeah. grand scheme of things yeah yeah people don't realize it you know it, it can be lonely driving on a tuesday night up to fresno yeah. <laughs> by yourself and i uh yeah it's funny because i've talked to, i've heard people complain about that a little bit it's like yeah that's that's the game man i mean i i i love it you know i love yeah. there's nothing i love more than yeah driving Cranking some Spotify, drive up right. the drive up the ninety nine to uh to Fresno on, on a Tuesday, and you know stop at some weird gas station and buy a, a goofy hat there, yeah, rep, yeah. repping the uh, Gorman. Get get some yeah. off colored chicken wings. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and I I didn't even mean to go on 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 that on that rant, but I I do think a lot of it is because I think uh, a lot of. Uh, I don't want to get too into comedy. I think a lot of comedians do come from sort of tribalistic. Yeah. I, mean, I think most people yeah. do. Um, but uh, I, I do I do think that there is, you know, when it, when, you know, if you have especially a tribe like Catholicism that enforces uh, your purpose and yeah. your moral compass, I think one of the most difficult things if you break away from that is rebuilding those things and kind of be selecting what you're going to keep and what you're going to cut out. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, uh, you're, you're both lucky and probably, you know, well-raised because you seem to go to books. You seem to read and research, <laughs> well, which a lot of people don't yeah, do. I, I went, went into books as well. You know, I was, I was playing music and that kind of became, definitely became a substitute you know, it kind of became the new tribe for a yeah. while. I go into punk shows. I was I started going to to you know different punk shows and stuff, punk right. hardcore. Uh, when I was thirteen, fourteen, and that was just so far out. And that whole experience, you know, you kind of kind of feeling maybe not because I I think just growing up, I, I sort of I didn't feel like I f in groups. I always didn't really feel like I fit in or. I, I guess oh, I, I, I didn't. I didn't know who I was in relation to the group. Like you, you sometimes it's like, oh, hey, I'm the jock or I'm the nerd. Yeah, I'm the uh, whatever, and I just not. Yeah. not kinda, my archetype was not in the Breakfast Club either. Yeah. I get, I get, I get the feeling. feeling. Yeah, feeling that sense of alienation a little bit. Um, and so, punk rock, going to those kind of shows was, uh, was was cool. It, it kind of, oh, this is where kind of where I belong. But then you start to kind of, you go through the motions of that so much and you kind of see like, oh, this is just like church. Like everybody's, there's just, it's, everybody stands the same way. Everybody's, you know, everybody dresses the same way. Yeah. They're wearing, you know, there's, there's only three acceptable types of shoes you can wear, right. three types of pants you can wear. And the ritualism you, is just as you, yeah. That's so that's so interesting because I I I mean I've I've been to punk shows, but most of them are in fucking you know skate parks and other yeah. house shows, and I never was a part of a punk scene. I thought they yeah. were fun when I went. I liked moshing. Yeah, that was really it. But I also didn't have the. Uh, 
I was just apathetic to whatever anyone's ever worn, if yeah. I'm being honest. And I, I never really noticed the rituals. I just enjoyed the moshing. Yeah, well, and I went to several times. It's interesting that you think it was yeah, I, that I, similar to church. When we played in bands and, and we'd play some shows and stuff, and it never got... I mean, half the shows, my, my parents were pretty cool. They were... Looking back, like they were kind of hippies, honestly, because they'd let us yeah. just jam in their living room, and right. I'd invite people over, and we'd kind of have these house shows and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, go, but going to these different concerts, I started noticing. Like it always bothered me that I felt like a lot of people were just going through the motions of church, like just kind of just like aimlessly, like half awake, you right. know, their minds totally somewhere else, and they're just going through the motions. And it kind of felt like that with the concerts I was going to and the world, like just the greater world. Just, yeah, you're going to these punk rock shows. People are all talking about the same thing. And maybe I think I also, I started going to concerts kind of like 99, early 99 to 2004. Mm -hmm. And I think there was, there wasn't a ton of creativity in the kind of local orange County music scene that sure. time that that spoke to me at least yeah. there was a big kind of like metalcore hardcore thing <laughs> that i wasn't that into and so like it, it felt like okay a lot of the bands that i all, the styles that were i was into are kind of come and gone everything's already been done you know you can't remake the same album and so it, it felt like there wasn't a lot of creativity in it it's just kind of stale and uh-huh. i kind of started in and closed-minded in different ways you know it's like a lot of the bands kind of shouting the same slogans. It's, you know, and so I, I stopped, I lost interest in it. And I felt like it was kind of, once I started going to college, I kind of stopped going to concerts and stuff Yeah, and wasn't really that interested in it anymore. And kind of, yeah, shifted from like really being into music to kind of just being into studying for a couple of years. Uh Yeah. And, yeah, kind of also trying to answer some of those same questions I had had the whole time. I yeah. guess just figuring it out. And how many? How many do you think you have? Because, you know, uh, in terms in terms of having a moral compass and how the things work, and yeah, that kind of you deciding that you're cutting some of it out. I, I've, yeah, I've dealt with that as well. At what point do you think? Do you think you've how many? How many of like kind of those? moral dilemmas and moral questioning that you you were at one point questioning uh-huh. how many have you checked off like okay this is what i think right and wrong is and how many are still open and you're still yeah. trying to figure out yeah well i think things like the golden rule of do unto others as you would do unto yourself right are pretty big i mean there's a couple of them it's like a, <laughs> a couple formulas that if you just follow yeah your life and those around you will be infinitely better <laughs> you know if right. you just if you just try to treat people the way you want to be treated as simple as cliche as it is yeah it's true. yeah yeah and so i've i guess some of those things i've and i guess all, the whole time i never really doubted but um i think I, you know when i was a little when i was a teenager and kind of trying to figure it out i think i definitely was it maybe a little just angrier in general and kind of, um, I guess felt like a, a sense of nihilism of just of like, what, what does, why does anything matter? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and w- which can be hard, which I think is kind of a logical conclusion. If you, yeah. if you doubt, oh, if you doubt like a, a moral, like a, a, an objective morality. And right. I, I think like, uh, 
just seeing seeing how I think just seeing how bad of a person someone can be if if that's where you operate from though right. is pretty pretty terrifying you know and and um over the years I don't know in in the past couple of years especially I've kind of I I've had like maybe uh like I, I you can say what you will about different churches and stuff and mm-hmm. there's a lot to criticize for sure right. about but I think like the you know maybe the doctrine or or uh the morality is something that I've, I've looked at with maybe a little less disdain or, uh, judge. I don't know. Like, um, especially in the past couple of years, just thinking about, you know, kind of seeing how some children are raised without, without any type of moral foundation <laughs> to see it's like kids. If you don't teach them like an element of right and wrong, like they're not it, just, they're not, they're going to yeah. try to take everything they can. They're going to, it's not they're, innate they're, in us. What's that? It's not, it's not hard. Morality is not hardwired yeah. into us. Uh, yeah. See, that's the one thing that I, I think like some of the kind of like rational thinking atheists, like they, they kind of have this like, Oh, it, it is just naturally programmed in us to not be too, to not be, it's like, well, then how do you, how do you just like, then how did all the tragedies of history happen? If we're, yeah. if we're just programmed to be good, you know, right. I think we, I think it's a balance. I think, th- I think we have the good and evil within us and it's like, yeah, it's an eternal struggle. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, um, mo- most, most of history is, you know, basically it's, it's two things. It's war <laughs> yeah. and then inventions that made it easier to be <laughs> yeah. moral. Yeah. Those oh, are, those are, oh the, yeah. Easier know. to be moral. You said, yeah, I mean, well, I think it's, and, and easier to be immoral to, I mean, nu- nuclear true. bomb. Uh, you know? <laughs> well, right, yeah. right. I mean, but, the, but I, you know, but it's, but those, those are, those are, uh, I, I mean, that that's accurate, well, but it, the printing press example yeah. is like, that was able to educate more people. It was able yeah. to do, you know what I mean? It was able to spread well, more, you know? Well, I think every invention too, I think technology power in general, like it, it's, it's kind of neutral, you know, it can be used, you know, you can use the printing press to lie to masses right. of people, you of know, course. or you can use it to educate and help people, you know, and, and you've seen, you've just seen how that's, we've seen how that, that has played out over, over history yeah. and stuff. And well, even, even something like, uh, you know, uh, you, you know where I think it does make it easier to be moral is the things that go to the masses like electricity. Yeah, well, exactly. It does create lo- it, it, things like yeah. that. Create less desperation. Creates yeah, less ha- crime. Having like access ha- to water. Y- yeah. Plumbing. Oh you know. yeah, definitely necessities. Yeah. It's having get, getting basic necessities that don't make yeah don't take that feeling of something being on your back off your back. Right. You know, and just constantly. Before, I mean, there are necessities to us, but there was yeah. a point where that was just something yeah. that you had to. That was. That was your errand is, yeah, you hey, might. baby, let's find a lake or we're going to fucking die. You know, that that used let's, to, it wasn't something you you, you were yeah. just assumed you yeah. have. Find and some it, food. Maybe you have to snatch it from someone's hand. Yeah, and there are people who would fucking slit a child's throat in order to be able to drink water to keep their family. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those are, those are, that's what I meant by, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I realized I did not say that. No, clearly, no, 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 no. Um, um, but, uh, yeah. Sorry, once again, I... I, every once in a while, I go on a tangent, which is not no. Exactly these are great. On this, subject, this, is, you know? this is why, from the very beginning, I was like, "Tom's got to do this pod." Because I, yeah, I listen to a lot of different podcasts that kind of talk about, um, like I've listened. I guess in the past couple of years, with like the election in 2016, right? You know, uh, social media just kind of like catching fire. 
yeah. and everybody kind of going crazy. Um, it kind of brought me, I, I guess I felt like I had a lot of answers for a while. And then the way, I don't know, the way maybe, maybe society hasn't changed much, but it feels like the tone of social media and stuff has changed to where, you know, um, it, I don't know, it got me kind of questioning stuff. Cause like, yeah, just seeing like with the, the election, just, you know, you had people coming out and I felt like my whole Facebook feed, everybody's just like bickering and kind of like, constant yeah, fighting. yeah. And then well, fighting the two sides, and then constant yeah. infighting as well, you know? Yeah. And, um, I, I kind of stumbled on some of the kind of like Sam Harris type guys, uh, who he's, I mean, Sam Harris is kind of like, you know, the kind of st- a very standard rational thinking atheist type guy, but, uh-huh. but I was I, just during the election and, and just hearing people like everybody getting so offended by different things, like kind of mm-hmm. the PC thing getting so like exacerbated and it's like, everything's a microaggression. Everything's this, that, and kind of being like, ah, I don't know if like words are necessarily, uh, you know, if you could equate saying a word to committing an act of violence, I think there's a difference. Sure. I, I think there's a moral difference there and kind of kind of not really relating to a lot of it i kind of stumbled on like a guy like you know someone like sam harris talking about it and, and being like oh, okay this you know this guy sounds a little more rational and stuff mm-hmm. but but um so yeah i, I mean i like listening to kind of like his podcast and some different like podcasts and more kind of talk about those different questions right. and stuff and it was it was that the was that the one because you sent you you recommended one and that's how i found oh, he, he was it. when he had dia yeah dia con yeah yeah which did, I, I i mean great podcast yeah, episode if, if you yeah, listen to yeah i mean sam harris i i, I like he, he was he said interesting thing i i agree, really agreed with a lot of things that he said and I, I disagreed with other things but either way i thought it was great you know brain food uh yeah you know, I don't think anything was coming from uh, ill intent from what, yeah. what I listened to. Even the stuff I disagreed with, I thought it was all well put together. Uh, and there were a lot of things I really did agree with. But but yeah, Diacon, uh, fuck it. Uh, I'm eternally grateful you introduced oh, me. Oh, yeah, to, to, definitely, man. That, 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 that woman absolutely rules. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I need to see. I, I don't know if she's had any recent like films she's put out or anything. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that episode, her on Sam Harris's podcast was a great episode, and she put out, um, yeah, her, her couple films and stuff that right. she's done, but been really right. impressive. And um, yeah, well, it, you know, that's kind of the thing is like social media. There's been, there have been some people like, there's been so much like I don't know, just kind of all the clickbait and kind of outrage stuff that yeah that has been reactive, and then there's kind of been a reaction to that where there's been people like them trying to be like, Hey, let's make sense of all this and try to figure it out. Right. You know? And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I guess some of it, um, yeah. And so Sam, I listened to a lot of Sam Harris and then, you know, I, I, I kind of in the past couple of years, just kind of also just trying to figure out my career and everything. <laughs> like yeah. I've, I've hit, I've had various ups and downs and, um, it, that have definitely made me question my universe, right, you know? And, right. um, kind of listening to like Jordan Peterson, some of his stuff. Um, I, I really kind of connected to a lot. He's, he's kind of, he's been described as like a Christian atheist, (laughs) which Uh is kind of, kind of an interesting idea. But, um, yeah, I don't see Jordan Peterson. I don't know. I don't know anything about him other than people either seem to really like him or really shit on him. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's a go-to reference for a lot of people's punchlines. 
and that's really all I know. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, just I like I listen to some of his lectures just about um, different. Well, he talks about archetypes a lot and stories, and he's talked about actually some some of the stories of the Bible and stuff, and kind of um, he's he's really he's very influenced by Jung and stuff. You oh, know, nice. uh, Carl Jung, okay. who kind of um, talked a lot about like archetypes and uh, different different um you know relating to the another student of freud's jung uh-huh. kind of relating to to dreams and everything and kind of yeah listening to you know his kind of uh philosophy of just kind of like yeah i guess like taking a lot of res- personal responsibility you know i think is like a, a good mechanism just to have to just like uh-huh. look at your look inward you know i mean i think it's it's really easy like especially in kind of like as a comic and uh you know just look trying to figure out where you're going and it just it's easy to get resentful of different people and, and i guess in the entertainment industry sure. and and uh and then it, i just as you get older you know it's easy just to get resentful of just you know different people for different places and kind of you know people especially in like a competitive industry people will yeah you see how not really having a morality plays out and how quickly people will kind of betray you or, you know, right. be ready. You know, it's a guy you help out will be ready to just knife you in the back and just, you know, Oh man, I might get booked on a, a show. <laughs> like, yeah, I think like grappling with that and being very, very resentful about that. And then finally just looking at like, well, what, what, what part of that do I have in myself? Uh-huh. You know what? What? Where is that? Where can I buffer that out? Yeah, where is that drive for me to like be to betray those around me? And how? So how can I focus that inward and just and take responsibility for that and try to be better? You know, uh-huh. for that. And so in the past couple of years, it's kind of been an intentional focus, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. So no, I mean, that's that is. Uh that's really. I mean, I, at the end of the day, that's really all you can, uh, all you can do. I mean, it sounds like a more complicated, yeah, of the cliche, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, you're, you know, uh, you can only control what you do. You can't yeah. control what they do. But it's, once again, it's, it's, uh, it's true. Yeah. You, know? uh, you don't have any power over anybody else and once you you know once you try to inflict power even if you have the right intention you're gonna come off like best case scenario a fucking psycho yeah <laughs> you know yeah yeah it, uh past couple of years it's been um kind of you know uh i i was i mean I, I think for a while i mean you know hosting a show yeah uh every monday for a seven six hour and, marathon yeah a six hour comedy show every every monday for seven and a half years where you're given a free alcohol tab yeah <laughs> was was uh is tough it's hard to hard to grapple with you know you're kind of uh-huh. there's an element you know doing stand-up doing comedy it's like okay if uh you know i'm getting paid in drinks at a lot of places and so it's like okay if i don't drink i'm almost getting paid less if oh, I don't, I, if I don't redeem these drink tickets, same, yeah. And so every every Monday for a long time, I was like, okay, I'm I'm hosting for a long time. And then it was also like, it's uh, it's very it's very frustrating. You know, it's I'm dealing with a lot of different people. I've got my own ego of hey, I've got a I've got a meme account or I've got right, you know right. I do you know who I am? I'm the cast man. I yeah. I 
run I run this place, man. And yeah. and so I think experiencing that and um you know, it kind of led me to for a while kind of, you know, the, the solution was, well, I'm going to have as many Stellas as I can uh-huh. before I throw up and I'm just going to I'm just going to go forward <laughs> and push and and that, you know, got kind of out of control for a while and um you know it was i felt like i was maybe making a lot of excuses back then like mm-hmm. well this is really hard so i'm gonna drink right it's like well you know that's you know you got to think about the consequences of your actions and i, I think kind of like looking at like taking more responsibility for yourself kind of helps you like mm-hmm. see what the consequences are of your action you know you're like oh okay well if i do get shit-faced uh you know it's hard to host this show for six hours, I'm up in front of a lot of people. I'm responsible for a lot of people. I'm responsible for their well-being, whether or not they have a good time yeah. at the venue. That's hard, so I'm going to get shit-faced. Uh, you know, <laughs> that will help that in the short term. But what are the consequences? Well, I might, you know, I wake up and I'm in a bad mood, and so I'm a I'm a dick to the first twenty people I encounter the next day. Right. But hey, well, I I hosted a really hard comedy show last night, you know, so fuck you, man. You know, I mean, that that was I think that was kind of my attitude for a long time was like, ah, you know, and then it kind of like focusing on maybe like, well, what's my responsibility here? How can I how can I alleviate that? I think it kind of it's made my life better. (laughs) It's made made me it kind of put me through less hell, you know, less. um and it's it's yeah though it's it's really hard you know it's hard not to in in certain situations like that you know especially yeah, especially when you throw substances into the mix it yeah it uh i definitely enjoy drinking and and so it's like i don't know many people who don't yeah <laughs> yeah and so yeah i think um when you kind of have the attitude of well what does it matter it you know it's that's more it's kind of a green light to just drink a lot more and yeah I don't know, but you you've you've toned all of that down and you a little well yeah quite a bit. I mean I, I still uh uh you know I still uh I try I'll have a drink you know at home every now and then and right but around comedy I try not to drink at all. It becomes actually. a crutch. Yeah, well yeah it's not I mean you shouldn't anyways you know yeah. um but uh, but it, hosting it, especially it is it is like I mean not I, not to make excuses for. Me or you, but it is really hard to host. Yeah. Past, you know, if you're doing a classic club 90 minute hosting, you know, you do 15 minutes up top, you bring up the feature, bring up the headliner. Yeah, it's not. That's fine. Yeah. Even a showcase set, if you're hosting a showcase set where you just bring up, you know, yeah. eight to 10 comedians and like that's stressful, but yeah. It's when you do, okay, we're going from 2 p.m. to 3 a.m. the next day where it's just like, fuck me. I need, I need to yeah. drink, you know. Yeah. And one thing I also, I've tried to focus more on realizing, I, I don't know, I've tried to focus on just the way I treat people. And, and yeah, like I, I host a lot and I do, you know, do a lot of stand up and, there's that tendency to maybe snap on people and, and it's kind of encouraged, I guess, to be a dick a little bit and, and stand up comedy. Yeah. Like you're kind of admired. You're admired for being just kind of like a, a disagreeable prick. Yeah. A lot, you know, and, and, um, 
but it, in hosting, it's kind of hard to do that, you know, because like yeah. it, it's like you can't just cuss out the entire front row. And I mean, you can't some some comics can and it's it's hilarious. Right. But it can be a challenge to like as a host. It's definitely hard to. Yeah. Do yeah. Hosting definitely is the uh, I, I feel like uh, you have to be it. it uh, that's when as a comedian, you have to be as normal and approachable as possible. <laughs> Whereas honestly, in stand up being eccentric. On stage, yeah. you know, and, and in my opinion, an honest way can make you more interesting. But when yeah. you host, you got to be approachable or they're going, what the fuck is this guy? You, you know? Yeah. And I always try to, you know, going back to like that kind of positive life force energy. I, I guess I always kind of carry that with me. And I kind of tried to, you know, bring that on stage a little bit, with, especially with hosting. It's kind of like, all right, guys, you know, kind of how I got started saying fuck, you know, fuck. Yeah, yeah guys, you know, fuck. Yeah. And, yeah. um. And that, I kind of uh, that kind of became the tribe a little bit, the fuck yeah nation. You, you know, built, yeah, you built your own little camp. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it's been well, it's been kind of funny. Uh, I don't know, just seeing seeing how people kind of respond. Like I kind of just know I noticed a lot of people like kind of saying it back, like at anchor. You know, I'd be like, oh fuck yeah, guys, and people started showing up, like, oh yeah, hey, cast man, fuck you're the yeah. you're the fuck yeah guy. Yeah. yeah. But like, it's weird how it's weird how people kind of pick up on it and kind of mirror it back a little bit. And yeah, um, no, I don't it, know anyone else. And I bet you know a good amount of people. I don't know anyone else who could pull off the kind of. Cause it's a very you thing. Yeah. yeah well, I, I think which uh, I think is a good thing. Yeah, it's something to kind of sum myself up with. And um, yeah, I've tried. I've been trying to. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think it defines myself a little bit. I mean, part of it, it's kind of a character, uh, but, but sure. it also, uh, you know, I, I think it is good to kind of put out intentionally positive, have an a- that attitude, just uh-huh. kind of put that out to the world. And um, it's not for everybody. Not everybody's into it, but it, yeah, it seems like it, especially right now, just with like kind of that tone of social media and, and just the world, everybody's kind of, very tribal it's kind of right I, i've kind of tried to paint it as kind of an uh, like an anti-tribalism tribe a little bit or it's like it's mm-hmm. it's it's not like us versus them or it's just like hey you know maybe maybe you're you know you're fuck yeah about your tribe maybe you're fuck yeah about your other tribe it's that's cool fuck, fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 it's it is it is it is it is cool seeing you just kind of drunkenly saying fuck wrong on stage at Anchor Bar to hearing yeah. 350 people chant fuck yeah together <laughs> at the Irvine Improv. Yeah. It is, that is watching you barely able to stand to give fuck yeah, you know, to, you yeah. Know, it, it started as a whole thing. It was, didn't Rogan plug it on his Instagram? Yeah. Well, we took the image of elon musk smoking weed I, I was making just a bunch of memes and stuff right um stealing and my valor no, yeah <laughs> i know stealing the gossip no, i'm kidding <laughs> you, do you still update that account no got i'd stop when people stop sending them to me it's tom goss memes right yeah yeah we gotta keep that going man that well there's on twitter there's a uh there's a uh, oh tom goss quotes right yeah there's a mean boys guy that that's not run by me at oh, all Oh, nice I, I've, I've i was i was befuddled when i saw it he'll just <laughs> randomly tweet something out of context from the episode which is always it's always horrifying to see it out of context 
But as he states, context doesn't help most of the quotes. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Top Goss memes was kind of the original version of that on yeah. Instagram. But yeah, well, I I kind of I was trying to figure out. I mean, kind of where I was going in my life and uh, tapping into kind of the fuck yeah thing. I made an Instagram account and I started just mm-hmm. making memes, like just taking like. I had a picture of Gandhi. It was like, be the fuck yeah you want to see in the universe. Uh-huh. And then I took, you know, Elon Musk went on Rogan and smoked weed. And so I just, I took that and said, fuck yeah. And it got, I got a couple likes. And so I, I just made a few stickers with it and was handing them out. And um, shout outs to my homies in the Fresh Drunk Stone tour. They, they were at the Ice House. They put this, they may have or may not have put said stickers on a cookie jar. Uh-huh. And uh, in the green room of the ice house, and Rogan was on after he had a show after theirs, and so yeah, it was crazy. We were just standing on the patio, and he pulled up in his car, and two minutes later, I was getting. I actually got a text from Connor. <laughs> and he's, it's a, he had the screen cap of the sticker. Yeah, I didn't realize that first. I was like, yeah, that's my sticker. Yeah, why? What's what's up with that? Yeah. Then I saw Rogan had tweeted it out. Yeah, that rules. And so, yeah, and everybody was tagging like Anchor Bar, Cast Man, yeah. Fuck Yeah Nation. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, it was weirdly kind of an attitude that, I, I don't know, I think yeah, just everybody kind of disagreeing with each other right now and being so, uh, just so polarized and not being able to find a common ground. Yeah. You know, it's like kind of coming in with a different energy, yeah. I think is important. Just like, uh, hey, uh, you know. Especially in comedy, have a unique, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I pe- think it's great. People have gone into it, and, and yeah, and then that's kind of made me t- think about the responsibility of having like an audience now. And yeah, thinking you know, uh, but the, you know, the audience has been pretty cool. It's kind of been growing and coming out to some shows. And, yeah, it's gonna, um, and, and I, I hope it continues to. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we uh we actually we have to uh we have to we have to wrap up uh. uh Evan, what would you like to plug? Uh, check me out. Check well. Check out the Fuck Yeah Nation podcast. Yeah, yeah. The new, it's a new show, right? Yeah, Fuck Yeah Nation with an O podcast. F O C K Y A Nation. It's a nation, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's on Spotify. I uh, I guess Apple Podcasts is the new name, right? Yeah. Apple Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Fuck Yeah Nation. I, yeah. It's a you know it's an intentionally positive podcast, and I guess uh, yeah, having gone through these various rites of passage of different tribes, bringing some of that energy. Yeah, uh, yeah, we um, yeah, it's trying you know doing it one or two episodes a week. If you want to get in the Fuck Yeah state of mind throughout the week, you know what I mean. If you if you want to hear. Uh, just some, you know, you know, you know, there's gonna, it's going to say fuck yeah a lot. The guests, <laughs> we're going to, we say fuck yeah. <laughs> so if you don't want to hear that, you shouldn't listen. But um, yeah, we try to keep it pretty that, positive. First, first t-shirt. Yeah. This is the fuck yeah nation podcast. Yeah. We say fuck yeah a lot. <laughs> Quite a bit. Um, and yeah, I talked to comics. I, I've, I've been talking to a lot of different people though. Like just some some of my friends i grew up with yeah, one of the guys i played in a, in a band and a bunch of different bands with we we went through our kind of discography and uh-huh. i i met this guy casey Fockler, who was running for uh huntington beach city council and so i talked to him about his campaign uh-huh. and um yeah he, i guess his nickname was doc Falk. <laughs> so i think to date it's the most popular episode thus thus far 
till we till we get the go- till we get the goss man on. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, yeah soon, it, soon enough. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Um, yeah, and I'm on Instagram, Fuck yeah Nation, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, I I have uh, yeah, there's a web series we're doing on all those platforms called Searching for Rodman. Oh. It's about um, I met Dennis Rodman at the Anchor Bar, and he left a a sizable tip monetarily. Yeah, and I used that to start making you know start fueling the Fakia Nation, making hats and everything. And so I'm I've been it's been my goal to return, show some Fakia gratitude, and give him a hat. Right. And so I there's uh yeah we have a. 18 episode kinda, web series yeah, like, yeah it's, it's like a oh no it's on youtube too it's yeah on it's there. on instagram igtv youtube facebook I post all each episode and um yeah we're searching searching for rodman in fact yeah if you have met dennis rodman or if you are dennis rodman if dennis rodman is listening to this podcast he's a big fan i've talked to him <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah check check it out man get in the podcast state of mind the fysom yeah. That is the tribe. It's a um anti-tribalism tribe in some sense. Or not not anti-tribalism, but um you know, we're trying to not evoke some of those tribalist elements and make it open to, you know, whatever you want to be fuck yeah about, you know. Right. You know, whatever uh being fuck yeah about your your tribe, you know, that maybe you've chosen to leave. I don't know. Yeah. Well, well Fuck yeah! Any, anything else or is yeah? That's pretty much it. Yeah, I've been well, been getting yeah. I think just dropped episode eight of the podcast, so that's getting started. So check that out. Yeah, come on down. Yeah, we have, definitely have to get you on it pretty soon. De- definitely, yeah. man. Maybe when, yeah. You're, when you're down in OC or I'm up here. Fuck yeah! Fuck we'll, yeah! We'll make, it, we'll make it happen. Well, thank you, thank you again for doing the show, man. Thanks, it was, man. It was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's nice. Dude. Good conversation. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun <laughs> one, man. All right. Fuck yeah. Thank you.